Welcome to episode 11 of the Connecticut House Mobcast. Connecticut House Mobcast. Mob, mob, mobcast. This is the podcast on the road. On the road. From Detroit's Electronic Movement Festival. It's not electronic. It? It's just a movement festival. It's just a movement festival. It is electronic. Yeah, all techno. All techno. We're in Detroit overlooking Canada. No. Which 29th, is actually 29th floor. 29th floor of the Renaissance Tower. Next to the GM building, which is probably about 100 stories high. Probably mostly vacant. <laughs> <laughs> and certainly confusing. But yeah, we're overlooking Canada, which is an interesting fact we found out today, that uh, there's a tunnel right next to the hotel that leads to Windsor, Canada. And we looked it up online on Google Maps and found out that Windsor, Canada, is actually south of Detroit. So we're in the U.S. South of us is <laughs> That's Canada. That's correct. Yeah, Canada kind of swerves around and below Detroit, so it's actually south of. Yeah. This is Connecticut House Mob schooling you on geography. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> but we're enjoying our stay in Detroit. Yeah. It's been fun. We're in uh, the day three of the festival. It's Monday, Memorial Day, yeah. and uh, we're just about to head over to the festival again. But wanted to kind of give you the highlights from the two days that we've been there so far and talk a little bit about what we've seen and what we've enjoyed. So, why don't you go first? What have we seen? What have we enjoyed? I think uh, if you look at the festival as a whole, we, this is something that we elected to do um, as a substitute from Miami, the music conference which we've gone to for the last X amount of years. Several. Yeah, several. <laughs> And uh, something a little bit different, and uh, I think it was a, I think it's a welcome change. I think it's, it's, it's certainly, it's an event that's a little bit more uh, driven by the locals, and the, obviously the music selection is much different, much more driven by the techno underground scene, um, you know, versus that house scene. You know, the reality is when you go to Miami, it's fun and it's great, and but it. Uh, a regurgitation of all the same people that you see in New York over and over and they're, they're good DJs and only so many years you could see these people and I think we walked into a weekend a line a weekend lineup that we we didn't know most of the people right right it was interesting because when we looked at uh, the party lineups for the after parties or even the people that were performing at the various stages at the festival we knew like one or two out of five or ten DJs so it, it was it was a good opportunity for us to kind of experience something there were we're house heads, we're not techno heads. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm learning that, I'm yeah. learning that. <laughs> but so far, it's uh, it's been a great festival. The, um, you know, the the crowd is up for it. The crowd is much different than Miami, where you don't have the shiny t-shirts. I haven't seen any you know, bedazzled affliction shirts as of yet. A lot of ravers. Yeah, a lot, a of, lot ravers. of ravers. I didn't know that raver chicks' ankles get chilly very yeah, easily. Yeah. They need to cover them up constantly with big furry leg warmers. Yes. All of them, though, not just like one or two of them. Every raver chick has to cover their ankles. Yeah, it's it, there's, a, there's a heavy market for those ankle warmers here, apparently. Yes, I guess. <laughs> but it's a very diverse crowd, though. I would say because there's there's young kids that are, like raver kids. There's um, you know a lot of old school Detroit techno heads. So uh, a lot of African American. Like, we've seen people in their 50s and 60s that are... Yeah, are... And, and, and not hanging out. People right. straight dancing, feeling it. Right. Very diverse. And a lot less meatheads, which is always a good thing. 
yeah, you're a lot less likely to get your head chopped off by, uh, you know, somebody's swinging scissor kick or whatever <laughs> it is they do. So that 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 is positive, and it, it's great. And not only is it diverse, I mean, the the, the group of people, it's a, it's a nice group. Yeah, you know, people are polite. You're not getting your feet stepped on. You're not getting pushed. You're not getting shoved. Everybody's very respectful of each other, and I, re- I like that. It, it really, I think, it, it builds to the vibe of the, of the you know, overall festival itself. So. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the music itself. So, what DJs have you seen that you've enjoyed? Well, I mean, the DJs that you know, we saw Plastic Man on the first night, which was, which was amazing. I mean, it was a little over the top. And, uh, but it was cool because I think it was, you know, that old school, you know, that Richie Houghton Plastic Man sound. The the production of the event is, it's unbelievable. I've never seen a DJ event like that. You know, it's... it's yeah, amazing. he, uh, we'll have videos online on our, on our website, so check it out, but... They still uh, don't do it justice. They don't do it justice. He, he performed inside a, a cage surrounded by LED lights where... The visuals were precisely linked to the music he was playing. So, like every little hi hat that came in, or every single element of the of the tracks were tied to a different visual. Yep. And they all interacted together, and it, it was really cool. And especially, uh, you know, people around. And I'm not that familiar with his stuff as Plastic Man. I, you know, I knew some of it, like Spastic and stuff, but. Um, I didn't know a lot of it. What I thought was cool was the people that were really into his sound were really into this show, like yeah. over the top. Like this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Right. Yeah. It was. It, and, and I like the fact that at the end he came out and did this little like encore type uh, for spastic outside of the cage in front of the audience. And right. although I couldn't tell you exactly what he was doing, he was certainly turning some knobs, <laughs> seemed to be manipulating the music, but it was very cool. And the place was really into it. And not only were they into it, it was dark, it was it was brooding, it, it yeah. was hard. He set out to scare you. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. Yeah. And, and I mean, how many people were there? Probably 20,000 people. Yeah, it was packed. Just losing their mind to it. It was very cool. So that was cool, but also I like, it wasn't just the techno that you think of as Detroit techno, like that early techno. We saw yep. some ghetto tech, yep. like we saw DJ Godfather, yep. uh, we saw uh, DJ Assault, yep. like th- that Detroit ghetto tech where it's that almost Miami bass style mixed with techno and hip hop with like raunchy vocals and stuff, which was fun to see. Yeah, and the crowd was into it. The, the, the sound system, I think, did it justice. Yeah, it, it was, was cool. It was really fun. We saw Cloud Von Stroke hanging out backstage. Yeah, he was digging, digging the, it. Digging the ghetto tech, which he, was cool. And he was there for a long time. He was there for a couple hours. He was yeah, into it. Yeah. And we saw some new school DJs, too. So Ida Edinburgh. Yep, Ida was good. She played a really solid, very, very good set. Paco Asuna. Paco Asuna. He was, he was having a great time in the booth. And, <laughs> no, he, he was... Relatively emotionless, which I think is very different from Miami as well, because in Miami everybody's drinking up on the DJ booth, yeah. you know, ready to you know tear the stage down, and you know you got these these techno guys just standing there like semi comatose. Yeah, Paco, Paco was stone faced to say the least. Yeah, yeah, they were right. moved. Up yeah, there. I know. I wasn't sure if he was dead or alive, but <laughs> I don't know. The music, but the music was good. It was rocking, and I was in the Beatport tent, and they they. A very respectable party. And we saw some old school Detroit techno guys. We saw Kevin Saunderson, DJ Pierre. DJ Pierre killed it. Yeah. What time was it? 
6 p.m., 5 p.m., yeah, yeah. middle of the day, ripping sun. You know, crowd was a little sparse because it was early and he just, no warm up, just came on, banged it out and went right into classics. You know, the, the, the classics that you really think of, Plastic Dreams. What else did he play? French Kiss. French Kiss, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and just hearing it on such a big system and everything was awesome. And he mixed it up with like modern day yeah. kind of underground Techno-y. hits. Yeah. Like stuff that you've recognized for the last couple of years that have been big hits in the underground. He mixed it up well. He kind of like schooled all the new school DJs. I, like yeah. this is really how it's done. Exactly. And his mixing wasn't like superb or no. there's technically it wasn't the greatest set I've ever seen. No. But... It was incredibly musically, enjoyable. Yeah, musically it was very enjoyable. Yeah, he yeah. did a good job. And then I think the the highlight for for me anyway, one of the highlights I know was seeing Robert Hood. Uh, dude, that was the highlight. I've I've never. There was a point I looked to Rob and just was just like, "Have you ever been to anything like this?" <laughs> one of the one of the stages at this plaza is, is underground, literally under the plaza, and he was playing under this plaza. I I can't even. It just underground techno like I've never really even heard before yeah the craziest sounds just ripping just, yeah just like big distorted kick drums and uh, you know it, it, I, nothing... but still organic not like you know like you hear Richie Houghton and it's that bang bang very straight you know very basic minimal type no this was organic with you know some melodies and some keys and really interesting breaks and when it came back it came back hard. Yeah, it was dark. It was, yeah. It was. I walked away. It was a long time since I walked away from something like, holy crap! What, what just occurred? Yeah, that was Robert Hood. He was amazing. Yep. We saw. What else did we see? That, well, even uh, Ken Saunderson, which is uh, an event that was outside the plaza, one of the after parties, in some random art space that they, you know, converted to this quasi-club. Yeah, it looked like an office building converted into a rave space. It was like, you could eat, you could, like, uh, get your rave on and then go eat lunch in the lunchroom. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was a, it was a weird venue, but it was a very cool venue. And, and he played in technically an amazing set. And I'd like to say it was old and new, but I don't know. Yeah. I know there was old. He, he played stuff that I've never heard, and I can't tell whether it was old or new. But still fresh. Still very fresh, and he just ripped every song apart. He mm-hmm. was cut. He was uh, not cutting and scratching. He was just yeah. filtering and and uh, just cutting the EQs, using the crossfader, just working hyping it. up the crowd, working every song to its maximum potential. That's a really, good And it was a, it was a basement room, so it was dark and low ceiling. Yeah, and yeah. Big, huge sound system. And no lights. No lights. Just black. A big. <laughs> Rob pointed out that one thing they do in Detroit is they don't, they don't spend any money on moving lights. It just all goes into the sound system. Right. But it, it works. Every extra dollar they have, they're <laughs> like, no, we're not getting any more lights. We're getting more sound. Bigger speakers. That's bigger it. Bigger speakers. So that was, uh, I'd say that was one of the standout parties. And uh, tonight we're off to see Magda in that same little underground room, which I think is... Uh, I think there's a lot of potential there too. It was, a, it was raining earlier today. It's gotten a little nicer, so yeah. Hopefully, it'll be a good uh, day three. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm I'm down. What else we got going on? So that's oh yeah. Another thing I'd like to mention that you know, being being a techno festival, I think it's very different that there's no trance, no trance. Yeah. No nothing. Nothing. No, no trance elements. No. No trance T-shirts. No no trance. Yeah. So in fact. 
very derogatory towards trans. Very <laughs> derogatory. <laughs> Don't even bring up the word. Oh, yeah. I feel nervous. I'm glad our door's locked as we're talking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> but, and Detroit's actually a cool city, too, because, um, I mean, we're, I think we're in a pretty, one of the nicer areas of Detroit. We're right on the, uh, Right on the river, so yeah. it's probably one of the nicer areas. But we we really feel pretty safe. People were cautioning me, you know, yeah. as I was told, I was going, "Oh, you're gonna get killed going out there and stuff." It's really not that bad. It's a it's a pretty nice town. We hey, Rob says that now, but you should have. We could have talked about this on our walk to the club. Yeah, we're, we're walking to the after party <laughs> in some like not very good area of town. I'm like, you know, maybe we should have taken a cab. No, no. <laughs> no, but you know, and not only that, I think the people in Detroit, the the, the people who live here and work here have been um, incredibly welcoming to tourists and open and nice and inviting. And I think that's great, you know, like everybody says thank you and everybody's helpful and nobody's cold. It's different than even New England in general, you know. Yeah. Everybody's very friendly. I think it's cool. I like it a lot, actually. Yeah, so it was a good change of pace from Miami for, for this year. Yeah, we don't know what we'll do next year. Uh, figure so, that out. So next thing we want to do is uh, bring you a couple tracks that we've uh, either heard or have influenced kind of the Detroit sound. So um, I'll go first. Okay. Um, the first track I want to uh, bring up is something we heard last night and I actually had reviewed for DJ Times Magazine. It's a song called Br uh, Princess Guacamole by, by Rodriguez J on Mobley Records. And this is, um, it's actually not uh, from a uh, Berlin artist, believe it or not. This is actually uh, Rodriguez J is from Belgium. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's like some Belgian tech now. But it's it's uh, <laughs> it's very similar sound to what you would expect on Mobile e, which is somewhat minimal techno, but more organic in nature. And this this has a great bass line that's the stabby, melodic bass line that just is insistent throughout the entire track. And very little in terms of breakdown. It just is very driving. Um, not over the top, but uh, very funky and, and very driving. So here it is, Princess Guacamole by Rodriguez J on Mobile e.
<laughs> Mobley is a great record label. Yeah, pick up every track. Pick up every track and pick up every track by Anya Schneider too. You won't be disappointed. My pick is actually uh, a track that I've been listening to for quite some time, and I thought about putting it on the podcast. It's a little underground. It's it's a, a little I don't know if weird's the right word, but it's. I'm kind of not necessarily on the fence about it. It's not a banger. It's not something that's amazing, but it is definitely quality. And every time I listen to it, it, it's, it really catches my attention. And I, I think it's interesting and I think it's cool. And it happens to be a remix done by Robert Hood. He put us in all yesterday. Uh, the name of the track is Ben Clock, Goodly Sin, Robert Hood remix. So we also saw Ben Clock. We saw Ben Clock last night. Yep. German techno producer and played German techno. Yeah. And it was a little bit different, a little bit harder. Was not uh, not necessarily drawing my attention away from Kevin Saunderson, but uh, but I mean, you know, quality nonetheless. But the Robert Hood mix is where it's at. This mix is out on Oscutan Records. And how do you say that? I, that's Oscutan. <laughs> anyway, it's um, it's a techno track, and it has a repetitive little cut-up vocal but it's got like these driving little clicks and I think what makes it so interesting is the way that the track switches up and it really it, it, it catches your attention and it doesn't get monotonous to the point where you're just like alright what's going on it, it, it kind of snaps you back into to listening to it and I, I, I think it's a very useful track to play as a, like a tool with another track but I think it holds its own as well so check it out Ben Clock, Goodly Sin, Robert Hood.
right, so that's it. Those are our Detroit-influenced tracks for this uh, podcast episode number 11. 11. Podcast on the road from Detroit. So we're, we're sitting in Detroit, and we're going to give you a mix now that was inspired by Detroit. Yes. But we don't know what it is. <laughs> we, don't know. we don't know the specifics behind this mix. There is some, some question behind it, but it's solid nonetheless. Yes, very solid. Mysterious, but solid. So check it out. Thank you for joining the Connecticut House Mobcast on the road. Take care.
Our sound to go inside the soul of the person actually. It's really hard, but you know, you know. And see if I can say, we can say, can say, can say,
for joining the Connecticut House Mobcast on the road. Take care. Connecticut House Mob. Connecticut House Mob. Connecticut House Mob. 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 Mob.